0: Pursuit of Growth show, where we hold candid conversations with fascinating individuals from all walks of life, where we learn about their passions, successes, failures, and lessons learned and how they apply personal growth to their lives. We always end every conversation with key takeaways that we can all implement to better ourselves and those who live around us. As always, I'm joined by my co-host and good buddy, Greg. But as you can see, there's a few hitchhikers on this episode. We're going to uh, have something a little bit different for the audience today. It is February 4th, February 16th, the, uh, the month of, of love and cupids and hearts and candy. And we have our significant others here. So, Greg, how's it going? How's it going so far with this train wreck of an episode that we have coming up?
1: Well, Sammy, I think this is going to be no holds barred. Perhaps the greatest and or worst Pursuit of Growth show that we've ever put together. But I'm going to go ahead and and, and have high expectations that we're going to knock this out of the park. And ultimately, this show is going to go where no Pursuit of Growth show has gone before. And as everyone sees, we're joined by two special individuals, as Sammy alluded to, our significant others. So I would like to welcome Leah Whitley, my girlfriend, and Cynthia Gonzalez, Sammy's wife. Ladies, how are you doing today?
2: doing good thank you for having us
1: very good well thank you so much for being here and Cynthia I'm just going to start out with you quick question tell us how long have you and Sammy been married and also how long have you been dating before you were married
2: we have been dating we were dating almost as long as we have been married so we have been married for 11 years last month But we dated for about six or seven years prior to that. So, um, yeah, I've been married 11 years, but we have been together for, what is that, like 18 years, which makes me sound really old. Notice all the gray
0: hair. That's We met
2: when we were 12, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what's crazy is I've known you your entire relationship, and I would not have guessed it has been 18 years. That's incredible. That's
2: crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it feels like 45. (laughs) all right so same question going back to the two of you greg and leah leah who are you where did you come from how did you find greg how did greg find you give us the deets
3: who am i i'm leah as y'all said um where did i come from i am a local texan so born and raised family born and raised here long long time um where where did I find Greg? That is a good question. I actually found him on a dating app that a friend of mine recommended. Um and I got on there for entertainment purposes and I found him, which was
1: the u- the ultimate entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
3: And dating we've been dating almost 10 months.
0: Nice. Almost 10 almost months. Almost
1: 10, 10 months. So that's what I like about this episode is so as we talk through the questions and discussion that we have, we're gonna have the perspective from a couple that's been together almost two decades and a couple that's been together for almost one year. So two very different perspectives and two very different um, you know, seasons of our relationships. So I'm really excited um, you know, for this conversation. And when you think about relationships, um, we've talked about this before, you can ask a hundred people what makes a great relationship? And likely you're going to get a hundred different answers. Now, if you do your research, you'll find, however, that most relationships experts, quote unquote, believe that relationships that truly excel do well in six core value areas. And so those areas are trust, clear communication, respect, support, personal boundaries, and unconditional love and service. So. As we have this discussion on this episode of the Pursuit of Growth Show, we're gonna focus on a handful of questions that touch on these core values. We're gonna share our thoughts, our perspectives, our experiences, again, from um, a couple that's been together uh, for 18 years and a couple that's been together for 10 months. So I think this is gonna be a fun conversation um, to jump into. And Sammy and Cynthia, we'll get started with you. So the first question, to ask is gonna be in the realm of communication. And so I think whether it's a, a romantic relationship, a working relationship, friends, you name it, communication is understood to be a key element of good relationships. So I'm curious, like what habits, maybe routines, have the two of you developed that really help you guys remain clear and aligned on the everyday communications that you need to have with the family and also those bigger issues that come up in life so share a little bit about what that means to you in terms of communication.
0: All right, well, we talked about these questions beforehand. So as good show preps, we did take a little bit of notes as well, but we, as we started to dig into it, I I didn't want to get too like big picture. I kind of also wanted to stay true to what our audience has received from us in the past too, some tactical things. So we're gonna share a mix of those, but I think actually I'm gonna let Cynthia start first and let her talk a little bit about communication first and then I'll go next. So
2: So I think your
0: thoughts.
2: Yeah, I think it it right, as, as we've talked about how long Sammy and I have been together. Um, I kind of feel like we grew up together almost in a way. Granted we were adults when we met, but we were very young adults and in my eyes we weren't real adults. So um we we kind of learned adulting together and i think that our communication um to each other has has been refined over time and certainly changed quite a bit once you introduce kids and all of that into the mix and i think you know just some of the things that we have found beneficial one of the things that we did was we implemented a shared calendar so between the two of us we have the shared calendar where we're able to keep everything up to date this can be um you know our kids sports schedules it can be things going on at their school it can be sammy's you know whiskey and wings guys night it can be my mimosas ladies brunch you know whatever it is but you know whenever there's there's some new activity we throw it on the shared calendar we both get the alert you know periodically we'll get it you know i throw something on there i'll get a text it's like oh what's this you know as we throw it on there but we're really great about putting everything onto that shared calendar Um, And then one thing that I think I've learned to improve upon over the years that Sammy's always been really great at is um, not overly kind of committing ourselves to different activities without talking to each other first. So I think that um, that was a big one, too, is we have a lot of mutual friends, but then we've got, you know, I've got friends that are maybe more kind of exclusively my friends, same for him. So... Um, You know, at times there were challenges where we, you know, we want to get together, want to throw an activity on there. I feel like we do a really good job now communicating with each other before we commit to something as a family. Um, And again, I think, you know, through that communication, through utilizing that shared calendar, um, that's been a a really great tool for the two of us.
0: Yeah, I think also one other thing, just to piggyback on that, is that communication aspect, like in general, a little bit bigger picture is that there's a lot of times where we don't agree on things and i think over the course of time oh we lost your camera greg just fyi so over the course of time there's a lot of things that we have agreed upon there's things that we hadn't agreed upon i'm waiting for you to come back
1: yeah, keep going we're still here
0: i know i can hear you um so but over the course of time one of the things that we've done is we've realized that we don't always have to agree, but we need to align. And I think that's something like a shared understanding of where we're going to be aligned is one of the key elements. I think that that's a takeaway that I've learned over the, over the years. Because again, I think when we first started dating, I don't even know if we were texting very much, like people weren't even texting that much. So uh, now like that communication has kind of changed a lot of things too. So, but just showing the longevity of it, right? We were younger. And then we've grown older and now we have some different priorities, but aligning, you don't always have to agree, but aligning helps a lot.
1: Absolutely. I'm gonna
0: kick that one back over to you.
1: All right, Leah, would you like to go first you want me to jump in? Um,
3: I will go first. So I think like we tend to be over communicators Um, probably. I know for me, like a lot has that in my job, like I have to over communicate. So that kind of like transfers over and there's a lot of like moving parts with us and our routines and our schedules, and plus throw my son in the mix. So um, we literally, like this sounds totally dorky whenever like I say it out loud, but this is what we do. Every week we actually sit down with our paper calendars. We're not as sophisticated as y'all with our like Google shared calendar, but with our, um, our paper calendars like, okay, what do you have going on this week? And like, when- you have one too mm-hmm. yeah so and like literally like writing it out and this is what we have and then also like communication i think a lot text throughout the day um
1: often absolutely and and i think what was really helpful for us is when we first started dating we had conversations about like good expectations and i think being that we're both older now starting this relationship we're not 17 bringing in a lot of like, you know, craziness and, and, uh, and, uh, ignorance into a relationship. We realized that Sammy did still your world, your, your word aligned. We needed to make sure that we were aligned in the right ways. And we both agreed that communication was going to be something that was going to be critical. And if we were going to get that right, it was going to make our relationship so much easier and, and more seamless. And so to her point, you know, we, we sit down and we plan out our weeks together. We get our calendars and, and schedule things out months in advance. We're talking throughout the day to, to, to talk about, hey, this is an opportunity, it's come up. Is this something that we should put on the calendar? Is this something we need to say no to? And uh, it's it's just been a really, I think, big help for us to have that open line of communication. And then the last thing that I'll share is we're also very good about communicating the bad things and and the things that we're challenged with and the things that you know aren't going so well in terms of just other aspects of our lives, whether it's work, whether it's Um, just outside variables that we don't have control over, you know, we're pretty upfront saying, hey, this is something that I'm dealing with right now. And I just want to make you aware that this is an issue that I've got going on and how can we support each other? So I feel like that's been
0: something pretty cool. Interesting you mentioned that about the work thing because we both work at home. So this is my office and she works like just down the hall. And I think we see each other. We like, we joke that we see each other in the break room, which is the kitchen for lunch. (laughs) And then we come back to our office. So I spend a lot of my time in here, um, and she spends a lot of time out there. So we don't really talk too much about work stuff. And I I think that might be an area in which we've gotten better over the course of time. Compartmentalizing is that work stuff. We don't. I don't really share a ton of stuff about work unless it's like you know a little frustrating or whatever. But for the most part, I think that we compartmentalize stuff too, and that that's been helpful in our communication over the past two because it hasn't been all just like stress, 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 like worrying about stuff all the time and like just projecting that out either it's kind of just close the book on the day close the book on a subject and then we're kind of moving on to other stuff too
1: yeah
3: i think too though it's like um communicating the wins not just the frustrations without the day but like Mm -hmm. the
1: wins too yeah we do uh we do a ritual that If I'm honest, we don't do it every single night, but I guarantee you we're probably close to 90% where we share our three things. So it's our three things we're grateful for that day. And uh, it's actually interesting because sometimes I'll try to think in my mind, okay, what is Leah gonna say? And almost to a T, she surprises me with something. And a lot of times it's something that I would have no idea even happened because it was something that occurred to her in her life when I wasn't around that day. And then we actually also do this with her little boy Except for with him, we call it our three favorite things. And uh, it's been really interesting to kind of hear him talk about what his three favorite things were. And, of course, now he's adopted the habit of saying everything mm-hmm. um, as an all-encompassing kind of cheat. But we're, uh, we're kind of forcing him to know you got to narrow it down to three. That's what makes it special. And so that's been kind of a fun thing for us to do. And I think that goes into communication because it kind of opens up, to your point, the wins that we have and the things that we're grateful for every day
0: yeah that's that's a great topic and i think a lot of people can i'd love to hear some more hacks on how people do their communications uh in their relationships as well so hopefully we can get some feedback on that too the next question that i wanted to to toss us over to is a little bit different um and i'm going to scroll up to see my notes and it is finances so those are really one of the biggest sources and struggles for couples and just for people in general is approaching the subject of money um and finances specifically i think there's different phases there's the early part of your relationship and then there's the latter part the middle part and then the latter part too so i think we'll be able to share some good perspectives here but i'd love to hear so let's start with y'all since y'all are newer in your relationship we'd love to hear a little bit about some of those different types of uh, financial uh, struggles challenges and successes you're having
1: yeah, well, can, can I jump in real quick and then, and then let you run with it?
0: I know where you're going with this. I think you're gonna mention something.
1: It's pretty much it. Her money's her money and mine just goes wherever she wants it to. Um, but it's, it's interesting you mentioned about the stress with finances. So this week, um, Sammy and I are releasing one of our One Minute Matters blogs about finances. And there's a recent Capital One survey that identified that 73% of Americans rank financial stress as their number one stress in their life. 73% of people in America, according to this particular study. Um, So it just shows you this is something serious and something that people should put some thought and effort into. And I think this is a kind of a prime example of when we started the show, we mentioned the two of you have been together for much longer than the two of us. So we're going to have very, very different seasons of where we're at in this. And for Leah and I, it's the point where we're now starting to say, okay, what does that look like for us in terms of how are we going to start looking to say, if we're going to continue to come together and, you know, actually form a relationship that's going to go on forever, potentially, Cynthia. <laughs> I know that's a question you've been dying to continue to ask. Um, but if that's if that's the plan that we're on, our finances have got to come together, right? And so we've got to look to see how do we approach certain things, buying homes together, savings, how do we approach, um, you know, debt, how do we approach all these different aspects? So we've got to start putting some plans together. And one of the things that Lee and I have talked about is while we both have some pretty basic savvy financial knowledge, it's going to be so beneficial for us to sit down with a financial planner to be able to help us say, look, these are the goals that you guys have. These are the things that we need to start putting in place for you to actually get there. And I think for both of us, that's going to include sacrifice, and it's going to include kind of changing our lifestyles a little bit because we're used to having our income and, and our expenses being completely separated. So when you bring that together, there's just a lot of different things that happen. So Lee, I'd love to hear your, your explanation, elaboration, or more thoughts on that.
3: I'm just going to give you the short version. That basically means that I can't buy as many shoes. <laughs>
1: H- hint the word sacrifices.
0: Right yeah he's gonna throw that word sacrifice in there and then make you believe it so that whenever you do want to buy those fair shoes you don't anymore
3: uh, exactly.
1: exactly yeah but i think this would be something that um i think our audience will really appreciate is kind of hearing from the two of you so you've been married again for uh for over a decade you've got two kids which that's another um variable that goes in the mix on how you approach finances so what are some of the best practices that you guys have done? Or even if you've got some pain points that you want to share, what are what are some of the challenges or successes you guys have had?
0: You want me to start it? Because I'll give some background. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to start with this one because I want to have a little bit of background put out there. So I think upbringing, you, your upbringing brings a lot into the equation, when it's spe- specifically whenever you're starting a relationship and also getting like kind of older into your relationship. So the way that she managed money traditionally in her family was different, I believe, than the way that I, we manage money in my family. Um, and so combining those efforts and then like melding the two together, one um, is, is something that has evolved over time as well. I, when I first met her, I was pretty much flat broke. Greg, you knew me back then. Um, That's how
1: you knew I really liked him. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Sammy and I were the broke brothers.
0: <laughs> so one of the things that we—I
2: uh I was a sugar mama.
0: Yeah, she she took care of me for sure, and so uh, that was one of the things that like I actually learned a lot from the way that she went about managing her money and using her money and being kind of more resource resourceful what she had. Um, and then it—I think one of the tactics that I've pulled out of this is that we don't have a real, and this is going to sound crazy to some people. They're, they're going to be yelling at the monitor, but we don't really have a very true set family budget. Like there is not a line item to budget. I try and get us to do it all the time and it's so difficult and we get frustrated and we're like, Nope, whatever, but we're really good. And again, our financial planner, which we have is going to go crazy when we hears this, but is that we don't really have like a set budget it's kind of like we utilize the two buckets of money that she has. And I have, but again, it goes back to that communication. It goes back to the, the, if there's a purchase that's quote unquote, a big purchase. And in my eyes, if I'm getting to about the $200 mark, I'm like, all right, let me, let me run this by Cynthia. Like maybe, you know, I don't know if there's extra money that we spent on, I don't know, a kid's dance recital or something like that. I don't know about, but we go a lot on gut feelings and just that open lines of communication too. That's helped us kind of avoid some of those really big pitfalls, but I'll turn it over to Cynthia and then I'll finish up with a different point.
2: Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think, you know, what he said is, is spot on. I, um, and I always know, right, when when we're getting to the point of, of too much, it'll be a, a, just a, a communication of, oh, I see you bought seven things on, you know, Amazon. And what I'm guilty of is, it's with the kids, right? You see everything that you want to buy for them. But to his point, I think we do a really good job of, you know, if, if there's things, we're not in the weeds, right? So as he wants to buy things here or there, I want to. It, it is what it is. We've got a good, and as he says, we don't have the solid budget, budget, but we have a good understanding of our spending. And we know um, and and have learned through communicating once we get to that point where it's like, okay, this is a big enough purchase that we, you know, that this is something I should run by Sammy or that he should run by me before I just kind of jump into it. Um, I think another kind of key point, and this is probably where Sammy was going next. So I'll just say a a snippet of it and then I'll turn it back over to him. But, you know, it, it took us a while of trying to figure out, you know, how do we budget our money? What do we do? As he mentioned, we kind of had different philosophies growing up. Um, I I am definitely, I would say, more reserved when it comes to um, savings, when it comes to investing. Um, I am less likely to take risks. And then Sammy is, is definitely on the other spectrum. So it definitely created unique Challenges as we've, you know, combined incomes we've introduced children and kind of how do you how do you manage that when you've got and I hate to say extremes but almost right two different um, extremes if you will and I, I think you know at this point we have brought in a, um, a financial advisor and I think that that's a key component of ensuring that you have your finances set up successfully um, He does a really good job of understanding right? They know where i'm at they know where he's at and then they're that kind of centralized person that really doesn't have an opinion one way or the other but can kind of lay out the facts um, and get us to to where we need to be and i think you know one of the things that i've struggled with is we You know, as we continue to save and invest and do this and do that, I I need that kind of I need that that's me, that subject matter expert to say, yes, you guys are on track. If you continue doing what you're doing, here's where you'll be at fifty five. Here's where you'll be at sixty five. Heck, you know, we maybe we could retire at 50 or 55. So I think that bringing in that that financial advisor was um, a huge piece that I know um, really helped me, given we have kind of different um, philosophies when it comes to um, saving and, and investing.
1: You know, speaking of risk, Cynthia, has Sammy shared with you that he invested y'all's retirement in Bitcoin?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: She knows now. (laughs) She watches the markets. with No.
2: In fact, what's what's funny is, as you say that, since he has invested some in Bitcoin, you know, and it's not this substantial amount, but the amount of time that he has spent kind of learning and he'd be like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And I kind of joke. I'm like, Well, why didn't you? Because, I mean, it's not very much, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not very much money in there. So why didn't you just do it? Like, you're spending all of this time... You know, researching this over, say, you know, a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or whatever it is, like, why didn't you just like make the move? And he's like, well, it's about learning, right? So, but to me, I'm like, you're you're spending all of this time, and you're like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, and I'm like, for what? Thirty bucks? Like, what would it have made you? Thirty mm-hmm. bucks? So um, I've missed <laughs> I've missed a few times on some really big returns there, but no, I think the last point.
0: The last point I wanted to make on that, and then I'll kick it back over to y'all for some for some further insight, um, is that. I think that that threshold, so as we've gotten older, that's one of the, the thresholds is that like I the reason why I don't jump into some of those different big investments, it's that I have to answer for the investment that I make and be it like if I want to go buy, I don't know, let's just say like a new bike, right? Or, you know, or make a financial investment like, you know, crypto or whatever it is. I have to go and explain what I utilize that money for versus just taking it and putting it somewhere where I know that it's going to make be better for her. So if I say like, I want to take, you know, five grand and I want to go invest it in something. I know that she would first default to why don't you put that five grand in savings? Cause that's her default nature versus what is the return on investment of that five grand and what, and lay out the strategy that you developed for understanding why you think that's going to be the return. And that's the way my brain works and that's the way her brain works. So as I've gone through my research and through myself, I think that's where it can comes back to communication where it's like, all right, I've done this X amount of research. I feel this way because of this. Mm -hmm. And then she'll say like, well, why didn't you just do it? And it's like, okay, well, that makes me feel better that I know (laughs) that I've justified not only to her, but to myself that I have enough knowledge on the, on the subject to be able to then say, okay, like this is a worthwhile investment, at least in my eyes. And that's something I was going to suggest to y'all and to the listeners is I think one of the most beneficial things that we've ever done is find and seek advice from people that have been there before. So yeah, finding the financial planner is great. Find someone that's an independent third party that can help guide and steward you. Uh, and then also finding someone that has like that same kind of mentality that you have as far as like the way that you feel like you want to invest and then go and learn from them. Her dad's a really big saver. So he pinches pennies anywhere he can. So I go to him for that type of advice. And then I go to my other friends or other people or experts that may be more on the risky side. And I pull some of that to then get this mix of where I feel like I am. And then I share it with her. So that's kind of my philosophy on like sharing and communicating about finances.
1: Yeah, and I think ultimately too, is one of the principles that that historically I did a very poor job of. And as I got older, I started really getting things under control and that's living below my means. And so once I did start earning some money, I just went all the way overboard and was just putting, you know, putting uh, money in places that didn't need to go, buying things I did not need to buy um, and, and caused myself a lot of challenges as a result of doing that. And so I think combined, you know, no matter how much wealth you're earning, If you can combine that with a principle of living moderately, and then to your point, Sammy, seeing where you can say, okay, how can I start not just saving, but how can I start increasing my revenue? So how can I start using investing? How can I start getting passive income streams coming in? How can I start going to other people that know much more than I do and learn some of the different tactics on instead of paying so much in taxes? How can I start making taxes work for me, right? There's so much knowledge that's out there if we just take the time to actually learn. And then I think the big key is actually apply it. But I think your your feedback was spot on. Not only go to like the financial advisor type person, but go to people that have been there. And I think that's going to be an opportunity for us. And that's something that I I hadn't put just a ton of thought in. But I think you're dead on. That's a good way to good way to roll. Mentors, man. say that
3: again.
0: Oh, I was going to say mentors. I mean, it's a it's a common thing that we see throughout all of our conversations with other people. But I can't tell you the amount of wisdom that that's out there.
1: Yeah.
3: I think there's naturally like. always hear there's like two two people like in in a relationship like one's normally a spender one's normally a saver so I know it sounds like Cynthia's the saver naturally like I'm a spender and again like you said Sammy like it comes back from my like the way like I grew up and I had two different households growing up and so they both kind of did things a little bit differently and so just taking time as an adult now at almost forty, like to figure that out, like this is how yeah. I should do things a little bit differently.
1: But I'm kind of a hybrid. I'm a saver, saver, saver. Then I spend a lot. Mm-hmm. I always
2: feel the need to say, like, if I buy something, uh-huh. I'm like, but Sammy, I got it on. I got a forty percent off. There's a forty percent off sale, and he's like, it, it's okay. Again, you know, it was a 20 twenty-five dollar item. Like, it's okay that you, you know I don't need to know that you got a forty percent off. Like, yeah. it's not a, a big. But I'm like proud of the fact, right, that I got it at forty percent off versus. Uh-huh. Full price. I've
0: never been, I know there's some couples that do this and then we can switch topics, Greg, but there's some couples that do this that have their own separate kind of bank account, if you will, or their own separate, um, line item in the budget. Like this is my, my play money. I can, I do whatever I want with this X amount. Um, and to each his own, but I've, we've never done that. So like we just have one account and it just dump everything in there. And then uh, we filter it out by whatever else you know, savings and then investments and yada, yada, that kind of stuff. Do y'all have, well, what's your thoughts? I should say on what works best. Do you think for y'all? Have y'all given that any thought?
1: You know, we, we actually we haven't had that conversation. You no, know,
3: I can tell you what I do. Like I, I am in like, let's just call it a rebuilding phase of my finances. Mm -hmm. And so I am separated. I have three accounts and I separated things out. So like one, um, you know, child support for Pierce goes into, and it's, so it's his child support, his daycare comes out of that different things come out of that particular account. Then I have another account, um, that is basically because of what I do for a living, I get, um, like a car allowance. So things for my vehicle come out of that account, things that I get for my vehicle come into that account. And then I have like a bills, let's just call it x a little bit, shoe money, money or like my mom calls it crazy money is what she calls it. Um, that all like is my main source. So I have it broken down like that. I um, have even thought about like adding an additional like savings just, and that's just for me personally, cause I'm such a visual person. Yeah. So if I can label that account, like, Pierce's whatever account and all these different things. Then I can every time I look at it mm-hmm. to check it, then it's just a mental note for me personally. Mm-hmm. So that's what's helped me. It's interesting.
0: But- I used to do that. I used to do the same thing with two different accounts. I would split okay. it up just to visually have that kind of stuff, like bills and stuff in one and then the other one. Eventually I, I got to the point where I just closed the other one. But yeah, I, I think that was very helpful for me too.
1: Yeah. And I've got, you know, I've got my basic checkings account. I've got my like my long-term saving account. And then I've got my emergency saving account that I'm constantly every month putting some money into. Um, but I think, you know, to answer your question, Sammy, when we talk about like, that's going to be a big, I think uh, goal for us. In fact, it's, it's a goal we already have written down that um, we need to start, really start identifying how that's going to look moving forward. And so, uh, so we'll be putting a lot of plans in place and quite honestly, hearing, you know, your testimony on kind of how you guys approach things is helpful. And uh, so I think that that's just going to be part of our growth together in terms of of doing that. But I think what's going to be, I think what's going to work for us is I can promise you we're going to be intentional about it. And we're not just going to approach it as oh, we'll just see what happens and just kind of go from there. Like we realize it's a big thing. And so we need to be smart about it. We need to make sure that we're both comfortable with the decisions that we make. And so we've definitely got some work to do about that, but I'm excited about it. We got some good stuff coming up.
0: All right, Greg, I think I took, I took finances. You take the next one.
1: All right. So, uh, I think right now the next question goes to support and encouragement. So we all know healthy relationships need to have, uh, circumstances where the couple does very well together, but it's extremely important to be able to do things apart. So the question is, what do you guys do to encourage each other to do things without each other?
3: Like mimosas for mom.
1: Like
2: mimosas for moms. You know, that's funny because I just kind of like, like whiskey and wings, whiskey and wings. That was, um, that, I mean, that's a legitimate thing that he does The Whatever I said, the mimosas and moms, or I just kind of went with that. I don't have, I don't have a dedicated mimosas and moms group, but it sounds like that that is a key <laughs> takeaway, um, from today's show is there must be a mimosas and moms, um, get together on a monthly basis.
1: So I will I bet make the care. Twitter account will be active in about 10 minutes. <laughs>
2: No, but I think that I mean to your point. I think it's it's important too, and especially as you know, again I joke how you know we kind of we were pretending to adult when we first met, and then we kind of learned how to adult together over the years. And um, certainly, you know, as we got married and then introduced one child and then another child, um, the dynamic changes. And I think that it is easy to forget what is important to you outside of caring for your family. And I think that we do a very good job and, and I'm sure Samuel will speak to this. He he has to push me a little more at times, but I think that we do a really good job of ensuring that we have time away to focus on what's important for us. So a huge piece for me is over the past year, um, really it started with, with when, when coronavirus and COVID first hit and they went through kind of Here's all of the, the conditions and the risks for someone that's gonna have severe, um, you know, a, a severe impact from it. Um, I was overweight and it, it scared me. So my motivation was, like, oh, I gotta start running. So then I started running, but I didn't really change my diet. Then I hurt my knee. Then I Sammy bought me a Peloton because he knew that was something that was important to me and I couldn't run every day. So I went to rehab, fixed my knee, started riding my Peloton, changed my nutrition. And that's a huge focus of my life day, I always, 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 without fail, Make time to fit in a workout, whether it's cardio, whether it's lifting weights, Um, but that's kind of that's that's me That's what's important for me and my own personal kind of well-being and just as an example and kind of how we um, How we kind of push each other and ensure we get what's important is just this morning So we have this very set routine of Sammy gets up in the morning He does his workout right when he's walking out of our workout room. I'm going in His next job is, oh, time to get the kids up. He gets them up, he gets them dressed, he brush, you know, he makes sure they brush their teeth, he gets their breakfast ready, all while I'm doing um, my morning workout. And then by the time I come out, kids are sitting at the table, I do their hair, then we're off to school. But this morning, we're we're standing there, and one of the, what was that? I said
3: Sammy did their hair this morning.
2: No, 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 that would not not happen. He has learned because I used to travel a lot for for work. And so he, yes, that was one of his key responsibilities. Ponytail master. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Which now it's one with super straight hair one with super curly hair. So two different dynamics. I'm going to open a salon. So this morning, one of the things that I always try to do is before I hop on the bike to ride, the girls are usually in the bathroom, you know, they're about to brush their teeth or do whatever, and I run in and give them both kisses, and then I run into the workout room. So I'm standing there talking to Ava, and Sammy's like, oh, Pico, Pico. And so all of you know, Pico is our elderly dog. He is about somewhere between 15 and 16. He has a lot of health conditions right now and is slowly kind of going downhill. Um, but he he has a lot of stomach issues and he apparently, he had already been outside, but he had apparently, it all of a sudden hit him that he just, he had to go, right? So he, I, same as like, oh, pico, pico. And I looked down and it was obvious that he was about to try to essentially. Um,
0: He's shit on the floor, Greg.
2: Poop
0: <laughs> so
2: I pick him up. I set him down in the bathroom. But again, this is a very old, and I'm sorry, I'm drawing the story out. It's a very old dog. He's sitting on the floor. Weak (laughs) legs, weak hips. So I set him on the tile. We've got our little child in the bathroom, right? She's like, what are you doing? I set him down. His legs start sprawling out because he can't hold himself up on the tile. So then I'm holding him as he goes. Keep in mind, he has stomach issues. So it wasn't just like a routine bowel yes, movement. He's right? shit
0: on the floor, Greg. So the
2: whole point of this is that happens. And then I look at my watch and I'm like, Sammy, I got to go. I'm meeting someone for a ride in two minutes. And he's like, but there's all this shit. And I was like, babe, you're going to have to clean it up. It's time for my ride. And this man said, OK. And I went and I hopped on my bike. And I left the door open because I felt kind of bad. So I had the door open so I could kind of like look out as I'm writing. And he marches downstairs and he gets the cleaner, he gets the paper towels, he gets the bags. The our seven year old is screaming louder about the, the poop on the floor than um, you know, than he is. But he he did it all. So that was a very long drawn out story. But point of the point of it is that is one of the most important things in my life right now is ensuring that I continue to, to work out. I've got very specific goals when it comes to, um, my, my strength training, my, my cardio. And he knows that that's one of the most important things that I have right now. So it was one of those just go, I've got this.
1: Um, Cynthia, I love that story. And (laughs) if you remember, we talked at the very beginning of this episode that one of the six core values was unconditional love and service, (laughs) cleaning up dog shit, off the floor for your partner is the so prime example <laughs> so she can work out of the prime example of unconditional love and service so <laughs> kudos to you sammy
0: I for, step,
1: for stepping up to the plate
0: i won't say that it was all in a great natured attitude <laughs> i will say that i got it done but let's yeah. just say that you know i i had i made my words with the situation out loud plenty of times.
1: Uh, that, that, that goes into the, the, the phrase "love is not a feeling; it's an action." Yeah. Even when you hate doing something.
0: All right. So share share a little bit with you, Greg and, and Leah. You um, didn't
1: talk.
3: I can tell you. If you, mind if I... you jump in. So I will actually tell you one of the things on our very first date um, was something that he encouraged me to do. So right, maybe like two weeks. So we had spoken two weeks over the phone before our actual first date in person. And that
0: was our first date in person. Where was
3: our first date in person? This amazing um, Italian restaurant on the harbor in Rockwell on Lake Grey Hubbard, called Giovanni's. Hmm. Like, and we haven't been back yet, which we should. Yeah. Like it honestly was amazing. Um, but I he didn't know this at the time, but I had walked into I was working with a friend of mine after COVID. Anyways, no, it wasn't a long-term situation, but I had just decided, you know what? I've been a dental assistant for now almost 23 years, but I hadn't actually actively been a dental assistant for a very long time. And so I um, went in, worked with her for a year, opportunity came up, worked with her. And I was like, you know what? This just isn't for me anymore. Had for the first time in my life, like zero plans on exactly what I was going to do and quit. Um, and so that was like totally out of character for me. First of all, I always have had something lined up, never had a job gap, like jumped right into the next thing, but I also did health and fitness on the side. So I was like, you know what, this is the time I need to spend with my son. Like I gave her a month and surprisingly, she was like, you know what, you hate it here. I don't want you to hate what you do. So like, go, go, hang out with your parents in Florida and like don't come back and I was like okay (laughs) like I didn't know what to do so anyways I had just gotten back from Florida my parents were like oh my god like what did you do like you just quit your job I was like you know what God's provided this far like it I'm just health and fitness like all the way full-time that's what I'm gonna do so I walk in everybody else thought I was crazy except for my roommate, one of my best friends. And then I tell Greg, Greg's like, so what are you doing? You work at the dental office, right? And I'm like, actually, I just, I just quit like, so health and fitness full time. And he's like, I think that's freaking awesome. And was like, so excited about it and told me like how amazing I was going to do. And so supportive. And I was like, all right. Like, so just from like the beginning, like in everything, even like the craziest ideas, most of them, he's like, all right, like, yeah, let's get a plan together
1: and let's do it. So. I love, I love a good plan, no <laughs> doubt about it.
0: <laughs> We're all book on it.
1: Man. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll see about Leah. Like, I think this is just one of her superpowers is being supportive. And uh, I mean, Sammy, you and I put in a lot of work for this show and the stuff that we do at the Pursuit of Growth. And she's always been supportive with that. Um, with my work can get very labor intensive, lots of hours. She's always understanding when I've got to work late um, and helps me to realize where I need to set boundaries to, to even be better. Um, she encourages me to hang out with like my buddies and do things with my family and go bike riding uh, with the guys, all those different types of things. So th- there hasn't been one time when she's like, even been upset when I wanted to do something um, that was, you know, that did not include her, but I can also say that it's, it's one of those things I think we have so much fun together and like literally like as opposed to being boyfriend, girlfriend, we're, are, I mean, we just genuinely love doing things together that it's something that I do not take advantage of. And it's been easy because like, I don't feel the need to, like I don't have, I mean, I need to escape from her and get time by myself. It's just like, yeah, but that's the truth. It's like, I don't want to do that. It's almost like sometimes she's kind of pushing me to go do stuff. That's, and I think that's
0: super cool. That's what I was gonna say about her. Is like I have to like I don't know how many times I was like I had to scold her and tell her like go get a massage, like go to the salon, go uh, do this. And she's like, no, no. I was like no, you need to go, just go out. And I got the kids. You go find, go with your friends, go have dinner, or whatever. And I think sometimes some people need pushes on it too.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I mean, and I've seen relationships to where when the couples do things apart, there's tension and and almost bitterness. And then I've seen couples that just stay together and just don't, they don't do anything fun. They don't enjoy their time together. They almost just kind of separate themselves in their house and just kind of live their own world. And, you know, I never wanted to be in a relationship like that. And so I, I think Lee and I both are aligned and just, again, it goes back to communication and all these things that we we've been talking about, but um she's always been super encouraging and and i want to be the same way with her so to your point sammy like she'll ask me hey next thursday i've got you know i'd like to go do dinner with so-and-so is do you have anything on your schedule that would conflict with that and it's like absolutely not go do it and have fun and tell them i said what's up
0: yep now i think also one of the oh gosh i just lost my train of thought because cynthia took a drink what was the uh it's my it's all her
1: fault. I'll, I'll take a drink. Maybe it will come back.
3: I
2: thought she spilled her drink and that's why you lost your train of thought.
0: No, but she didn't use a coaster inside my office. So I'm like, Hmm. Uh-oh.
2: He gave me one cuss coaster and I had two cups.
0: So yes. I, I don't cups. remember. What was I going with that point? It was on, Oh, independence. And I think that's one thing, especially like with the latter stages of, a, of our relationship, like we are and we have kids as well. I grew up very independent and I grew up doing my own, like I think I was doing my own laundry by the time I was like 12 and I've done, I still do my own laundry. No one else does laundry for me. Um, and so, um, the little things like keeping a semblance of who you are when you come, you're bringing yourself to a relationship. You're not making yourself the relationship. And I think that's a key component of where I see success is whenever the, the individuals still have a semblance of who they are and they're bringing those best parts to the, to the pairing. Um, specifically also whenever you have kids. So we parent differently as well. And so like, but I'm going to bring the way that I parent and we talk about, it, we align on things, but it, I think that's something that is a good tactic for everyone to remember too. Is like, you don't have to lose yourself and the other person and lose yourself to the relationship. Cause I will never like change who I am to be with anyone else and be part of anything, but I will align on common goals and set values that we have together to form a great relationship. And that's what we've done over the years, because she's pretty independent as well.
1: You agree with that? You agree with that, uh, Cynthia? Ditto? Well said. Say it again.
0: All right. So where was (laughs) that? All right. Next question is probably one of my favorite questions here is talking about keeping life interesting and fun. And I will say in the Lee, I don't know how long we've, I've, or we've known you yet. It's probably been what, about six, eight months now
1: or so. Was it June?
3: It was sometime in the summer when we all went to dinner for the first time. Yeah.
0: And yeah. then,
3: and then Foo Fighters.
0: That's right. And then we instantly road tripped and see if you are worthy right. of the road trip. Yeah.
3: like, let's really test her. Let's go take her on a road trip. A big
1: test. It
0: was yeah. so much fun. Um, so keeping life interesting and fun. As you can tell, just I think by this episode and just watching this, we're pretty goofy over here on this side. I know y'all are too, but tell us some of the the ways that you come up with creative dates or simple fun things to do together.
3: So I actually will tell you, I think like starting off, we had like a pretty like normal date, like dinner date, right? But like date two and three, that's where really like, we really like stepped it up. So I think like, We went on like a deep elm brewery tour because Greg was just like, I don't know what we're gonna do, but like I just need you like tell me you'll you're available on Sunday and I'll figure out something. That's pretty much how it went, and there were like no rules, and so like he's pretty creative like that, and then I had to kind of up that because, I mean I just did the competitiveness in me, and so it's like all right. Have you ever been on a sailboat? No. Have you ever had a picnic? No. All right, let's do sailboat picnic, and really, what it was. This is how I won him over. I just pulled wine, pizza, wine glasses, and ice cream out of a backpack on our on our third date, and like he was like, okay, yes,
1: check, check, <laughs> check. He's like, here's <laughs> the the one. Man.
0: He is a simple man. Yes.
3: <laughs> right? um, but I will say like that that part of it, and then we're always just like. More activities, I think, and even, like, we're not scared to be silly together, you know, karaoke night in on a random Friday night with no other plans, like, in the apartment,
1: so. And then uh, for Christmas, I got her, um, it's called the Adventure, Adventure Challenge. Challenge. It's a book that literally has all these different types of potential dates, and the reason I say potential dates is you don't know what they are because like a lottery ticket, you've got to scratch it off to see what you're gonna do. Now it does give you some framework of like, this is something you'll do at home. You're gonna to need to go to the grocery store. You're gonna to need to get a babysitter, or this is something you're gonna to have to go out and you're gonna drive around. So it gives you a couple of clues, but it's been a ton of fun. So fun. And uh, like, for instance, one of them we scratch off and it was, you have to go to three different restaurants. At one restaurant, you get an appetizer, the next restaurant you go to, you've got to get the main meal. Then you've got to go to a third restaurant and get a dessert. Sounds awesome, right? The trick was you had to come up with a unique accent and personality for each different place. Oh,
3: that'd
1: be so much fun. No. So I was, at, I was at Gloria's being like, hi, hey, good day, bud. We're over here from Scotland. Mexican food is terrible. We need some margaritas and some queso right now. And, like, having Hi. to talk like that the whole time was, and even the waiter was like, where are you guys from? Where you where we're from? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Dallas, Texas, you jackass. Oh.
3: hard to like keep it together and not laugh so that this like comes off like a real thing. but it was a lot of fun oh yeah we had names
1: and then like I, I one of the places we were uh we were from boston new jersey so everything was a wicked smack it was like hey bartender where's that brownie we ordered? we need it now <laughs> and like just yelling like at people Oh, like. <laughs> she says that no because she was ver- she was veronica and like she was getting after it and yelling for her drink i'm not
3: nearly as good as him though but i'll i that was fun but i will say i think the, the most well the other ones were funny but one of the great things was is that like we had pierce one time and so it's like build get all the blankets in your house build a fort um get marshmallows, roast marshmallows in the house. And then, oh, find a romantic movie. So we're like, okay, we had Pierce. My parents were in town. We're like, hey, this is what we're doing. Y'all want to come over and join us? So literally like my dad and my stepmom are like, we're all getting all the blankets, pinning things up. We literally like, I thought we were going to catch my apartment on fire. We're roasting marshmallows underneath this like huge fort. And my dad's like, let's watch Lady and the Tramp. And, like, we all sat in the living room, like, in the floor and watched this movie and had marshmallows. And so it was a lot of fun to, like, get them involved, too. So it was something, like, the whole everybody could do. Yeah. So,
1: so I think to sum up our kind of what do we do to have creative kind of date ideas is we just try to think, like, what are things that we like to do for fun that are more experiences um, and just put them on the calendar and do them.
2: And we're really big kids, I feel like. So,
1: yeah. Well, How
2: about I, you guys? Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's such I mean that's such a good question to ask because I think that it is so easy to, you know, you get to a point in life where you're so busy with just life, right? Life. With with kids and activities and this and that, that it's so easy. I know at times we've gotten caught up in, right? It's just we're kind of going through the motions of the fifty thousand things we have to do, but you have to make sure that you carve out time for each other. And I know, you know, in the past, personally, that's something that I struggled with because, right, as a mom and as a working mom, right, two working parents, I I know I struggled with leaving my kids. And and it's a little different now with them being in school, but right when they're younger, leaving them, when um, I'm already leaving them Monday, you know, Monday through Friday for 40 to 50 hours a week. And so I always struggled with it's, oh, well, let's go do a date night. It's like, well, but I'm, I'm already away from my kids, you know, most of the week, and now I just have mom guilt, like if we go do something. And I think, you know, between just as they've gotten, they've gotten older, um, it's become a little easier. And then I think too that, you know, we are fortunate enough to have family um, local to where when, you know, when we do want to go out for a night, we've got family here. But I think that was one of the things that I struggled with too is, Um, you know, because we have family here when they would spend the night, it was, they would spend the night then, or when, let me back up when we would go on a date, they would spend the night. So then it would turn into more of, it wasn't just a date night. It would go kind of into the weekend. So that was another struggle with me is when we go on these dates, it's not just a date. It's then half the weekend, my kids are gone and I'm already missing them during the week. And I feel like just over time, we've done a really good job of, um, carving out that time. I think, um, you know, learning that it's so important for them to have that time with their grandparents, but it's okay too that, you know, from time to time we go on a date and they're home when we get home and, you know, we can go out and have a two, three hour, you know, dinner or event and still come home. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we did a lot to pre-kids that we've gotten really good at doing again is just being spontaneous. So, you know, before, you know, we spent a lot of time together, um, dating we spent a lot of time together married before we had kids and we were so spontaneous we would you know we we like a lot of the same things we would go you know there's a band that we loved called Taddy porter shout out Taddy porter um we you know we would see them i mean there was one time we watched them in dallas and then we followed them to houston i mean and it was literally we saw them in concert that night i sent an email hey is it okay if i take a personal day tomorrow and then we just took off and followed them to Houston and watched them again the next night, ended up hanging out with them that night after the concert. And I mean, we've always been the type of people that just do these kind of spontaneous things. And then I think, you know, again, it gets harder as as you introduce kind of the other family dynamics, but I feel like that's something we've gotten kind of back into is those spontaneous um, things. where we We tend to plan kind of last minute trips, which is fun. So we were working on a Costa, Rica, Costa Rica trip, which didn't end up working out, but we ended up in Pagosa Springs, and I think we literally planned that trip maybe two weeks before we went, and then we spent almost a full week, you know, in Colorado, and it was an awesome, fun um, family vacation. So, I mean,
0: also, I mean, we've been together almost 20 years now, too, so there's a lot of, of shared interest and similar interests as well, and we've kind of navigated and found that. I mean, I've got my my stuff that I like to do, she's got her stuff that she likes to do, but there's a lot of similarities where we've just enjoyed experiences together. And so as you look back at what those experiences are, you're like, okay, like let's do more of those things. Like, and now that the kids, like my last comment on on bringing your, yourself to a relationship, I think you do that with your experiences as well. And so that's how you keep it interesting and fun because my, my own personal interests and hobbies and experience have changed and evolved over the course of the years. Whereas I used to be playing a lot of team sports. I used to be doing a lot of away from the home activities. Now, like some of those have, have gotten, I guess, less frequent. And so now it's like mountain biking is something that I go and do quite often. I do it about every week if I can, but we also go to a lot of music shows. We go to live performances. Like we enjoy doing that together. And then we really like, I think we one of the biggest things that's, changed now the kids have gotten a little bit older we could take them along and we're still in this still doing the stuff that we want to do and the kids are following along with us whether they like it or not and they always do because I mean it's not like we're doing boring stuff we're doing fun stuff but we also make time for them to go do the stuff that they're gonna want to do and enjoy as well but uh, I think that's something key too is not to lose yourself in the relationship and bring what you brought to the table when you first started dating um, is something you should, you know, unless it evolves, but something you should remember and, and keep bringing to the relationship later too, because you're going to start to realize you've got a lot more similarities and that's why you're together as well.
1: Agreed. Well, Sammy, I jumped over a question earlier. I'm going to go back to it. Um, it talks about challenges. So obviously every relationships are going to have ups and downs, typically way more ups than downs, hopefully. Um, but there's always challenges, whether it's, it's, Outside environmental res- or circumstances or things between the two of you, I'd be curious to have you guys share a challenge that you guys have faced together and how you supported each other and worked through it.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest. I'll start on this one, and there's three key points that Cynthia and I talked about on this one, and I'll take one that's probably the most. well It's maybe not as unique, but it's the differences of we're both we're both working parents. And I'll let her talk more about that, but we and. Uh, A lot of times, there's not a lot of time during the day, specifically like I've got the show, I've got some other things that I do on the side as well. But there's not a lot of time that we come together and like collaborate on certain things because I can stay up pretty late, and I can still be productive in the morning. She has to be in bed earlier to be productive in the morning. So there's not there's a finite window of time when like we're getting everything ready, getting the kids to bed, blah blah all this kind of stuff. And then we've got to come together really quickly. And that's where that communication during the day helps too. If we can, like, like you mentioned via text or whatever, putting things on calendar helps a lot as well. But that's one of the major challenges is that we don't have a lot of sit down time, if you know what I mean? Like just sit down like, let's work through this challenge. Unless it is a big challenge. Hey, we need to, we well we're usually standing around the, the kitchen table and just saying like, okay, like strategizing, how do we do this? What do we need to do here? hey, let's talk about this, you go do this. And we kind of divide and conquer a lot. Um, or, hey, do you see my email? Let's let's knock that out tonight um, as well. So that's some of the biggest challenges that as busy as we both are with everything that we do, including the kids, that there's not a lot of sit-down time. And we're actively working to get better at that, specifically on budget and finance and planning, but then also on overall life goals and life uh, what we want to do as far as what we expect in life moving forward too. I'll let you talk yeah,
2: to the yeah. other things. No, yeah, no. I mean, I echo what he said. It's those, you know, those competing priorities. So, you know, with, as he said, as busy as we are with, you know, two working mm-hmm. parents and you've got kids and after, you know, extracurricular activities. And it, I mean, our, our schedules are that, you know, when my work day ends, I'm picking up the kids and I'm off to one to two activities that evening. He's still working. Mm-hmm because um, his schedule is a little different than mine. Then by the time we get home, it's the kids are getting ready. You know, they're, they're eating dinner. Maybe they ate in the car. Um, it showers in it's bed. And then he's got this little kind of window within there, but then we're focused on our kids. So we have this kind of very finite, um, you know, window of time where, where we can, um, you know, sit down and talk. And I mean, it's true. I, I joked with him that you know, this podcast was was creeping into my bedtime i mean normally at this time i'm already in bed i may not be asleep but i'm in bed like my makeup is off the lights are dim like i'm getting ready for my sleep so um you know it's it goes back to what he said it's the communication and i think that you know one of the things that we touched on in the beginning is that shared calendar um and it's silly but you know we may we say oh we've got to focus on xyz this week okay let's schedule it so we know that you know monday wednesdays and fridays are out because of these you know activities but you know thursday sammy's not recording i don't have this and that so we've got a 30 minute window here and schedule it on the calendar treat it like you would treat any business meeting or anything else and make sure you set aside that time to get those important things done yeah
1: you and me you want to you want to start off About challenges,
3: challenges. <laughs> um i know like one challenge we definitely have is obviously like half the time i have my son half the time i don't and there's co-parenting that's involved in that and a lot of different schedule changes and just different things. And so, um, that can be, that can be exciting and fun, (laughs) but it, it does come back down to communication for sure about it.
1: So, yeah. And I think also just the two of us were both leading such different lifestyles before we got together. And so I was living basically in downtown Dallas, single guy that you know was just kind of going to events working just literally could just on the snap of a finger go do anything he wanted um and i've since moved to the northern area of our uh, metroplex to the suburbs to be closer to uh to leah and pierce and uh, i've changed my work schedule obviously my uh you know my my uh my social life has completely changed like 180 degrees but i i say this all the time it's all for the better but even though it's all for the better, it's still a big lifestyle change. And so it's taken me some time to kind of adapt and just get kind of my routine and my structure back together. Um, so so that, was a, that was a big challenge, but challenges can be good and they can be exciting, but they're still tough to, to go through. And so I feel like I'm just now kind of hitting my stride in terms of doing that. But, um, and then, you know, I think just to elaborate on what you said, I think for me, You know, coming into a relationship where she's got this awesome little boy, right? And so, how can I appropriately be a positive role model in his life? And so, thinking about the things that I do and thinking about the 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 ways that we interact together, how can I continue to learn and get better um, in terms of kind of being the role that that I'm playing? I'm not his dad, but I want to be somebody that he can look to as a as a positive figure and somebody that that he knows loves him and that he loves as well. And so that's been an exciting you know new role for me to jump into but it's also like it's heavy because there's a lot of responsibility with it and I take it very seriously and it's just a big opportunity to get way better and so I'm excited about where where that's going to go.
2: Yeah
3: so just like you guys Greg's had to get used to like dinner, bath time, bedtime, or book time, bedtime for Pierce and then you know also um, the the Pierce has always just had me solely to his like attention and so now it's like sharing that attention so at first that part of it was a little bit like Pierce would literally like every time Greg would try to talk to me if we were in the car like Pierce would try to like talk over him and start like asking questions. <laughs> who, who,
1: who do you think won that game? Yeah. <laughs> Pierce.
3: But, exactly. Yeah. I mean yeah exactly. So, um, so yeah so it's, that's there's been, you know, some growing on everybody's parts, I think, to kind of like come together.
1: Yeah. He's my homeboy.
3: Yeah. Now if it's just him and I, he's like, is Greg coming over tonight? Uh-huh. Like, where's where's Greg?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: Greg. All right. So uh, I guess this is our, our final question before we actually do something very scary. <laughs> and that is we're going to turn the questions over to Cynthia and Leah. Um, but, uh, Sammy, share examples of a few relationship goals and you've touched on some of these already. So you've mentioned finances, what are maybe a, a, a handful or just one example of relationship goals that you and Cynthia have, um, together that you plan to achieve?
0: Yeah, it's funny. Cause it's goal oriented and as detailed as I am, that's just something that we're an area where I want to start us. I mentioned it just a while ago. I want us to start refining and getting better at, at creating and, so I mean, we've got a high level ones, but nothing like it's like concrete pinpoint outside of like, you know, certain hobbies and experiences, and that kind of stuff that we want to make sure we do. But like some of the biggest ones are obviously we're, we're looking at that, what it looks like to retire. So that financial aspect of what does retirement look like uh, for both of us? That's an area in which we have some goals set out for each other and for ourselves. And for me, one of the biggest things is setting our kids up for success. Um, so it's and it's not setting our kids up to be able to have everything they want, whenever they want it, however they want it, it's giving them the tools, the opportunities and the ability to think for themselves and grow for themselves so that they can set themselves up for success as well. So giving them all the resources they need to be successful, but not giving them what they need so that they are successful. And so that's really big things for me. And I even do that as far as like in our financial planning as well. I don't want to have to pay for all their college. Like I want them to have to earn it you know, I want them to have to pay for some. I want them to feel a little bit of the struggle as well. And I'll be there to help lift them and guide them along the way. And I think we're pretty aligned on that. I mean, she, she had more of her college paid for than I did, but you know, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing on either side, but as other people go into the situation where they're starting to have kids, they're doing, you know, making financial plans as well um i think you have to align on some of those things but we've come to a point where like we have an agreement on what we want to see and so it's again setting those kids up for success and then the very last one for me and i'll let you talk a little bit because it's all about me is uh, (laughs) is that um what does it look like to have financial independence most of these are financially related because that's where we've been focusing on the most recently um but what does it look like for a financial independence standpoint to where we're not tied to a nine to five so that we can have some of that extra time to do some of the early retirement stuff that we had talked about. Um, and then setting again, making sure the kids are set up for their successful journeys in life as well, so. Wow,
2: well, now that he has stolen almost all of man. our great goals, I have one left remaining. Um, Which is
0: probably my favorite one, so I left it for
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> it was purposeful. See. Communication, good communication, he knew. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I, I, one of the many things that I love about Sammy is his, um, he, he loves experiences and he loves traveling. And you know, one thing that is important for us as um, you know, a family is ensuring that we have time to, to travel the world, to see different things. You know, we, we were fortunate enough to take our kids to Sweden um, you know, a couple of years ago and what a cool unique experience and I think that, you know, we have done a really good job um, As as parents, you know teaching our kids that it's not about kind of and, and the struggle is real It's it's still a struggle. I'm not gonna lie, but it's not about those material things, right? Mm-hmm. It's about experiences And I mean you will you, you will always hear Sammy say when it comes to Christmas or when it comes to his birthday And it's like, what do you want? And he's like, I want an experience. He's like, don't give me stuff. I don't want stuff I want an experience and that's a really um, important goal of us is is providing those experiences for our children and providing creating those memories that that will really, you know, last for them. And, um, you know, we we while we don't have our all of our specific locations, you know, rolled out like we know where we want to go over the next year. So, you know, top of our bucket list for this year is Costa Rica. I mentioned earlier that was kind of a last-minute trip. We were we were trying to plan last year, and you know, flights got a little too cray cray, so we couldn't do it. But um, that that's a that's a, a goal of ours for this year. But it's again, it's it's ensuring that we continue to create those experiences, um, not only for us, but for our, our children as well.
0: So all right, what about y'all?
1: You or me? You yeah. me. Um. You know, we we actually have quite a few goals that uh, we've set and we've talked about. Um, I, I think a lot of them are, in, you know, with our relationship is where it's going, and so we've started having conversations of what the future looks like and and then what uh, you know what what different types of goals are we going to have to put in place to. see yeah, how I'm, 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 Yeah, sorry, so, uh, Cynthia, Cynthia uh huh, yeah. <laughs> Can't take so how about how about how about, how about I'll, re- I'll rephrase. So as our relationship continues to grow, there's going to be new opportunities <laughs> that we'll have to look into and make decisions. So that's going to be a big thing. The experiences is another one. So we actually have I think three or four trips that we have planned this year. Um, several of which are just road trips that we're going to take in Texas and up into Oklahoma. We'll go see her parents in Florida, which we're excited about. My sister
3: in Denver.
1: And sister in Denver. Um, and then I think we have a lot of goals that we've really started working on with Pierce in terms of Sammy, kind of some of the things you've talked about, how can we instill the different types of values that we think are important. And we've come up with some fun kind of reward systems for him to, uh, to help him learn that he has to earn good things. And, uh, so I, I think it's been fun and, and, you know, we sit down and, and literally we're talking about goals and, and things we want to do together almost constantly. It's probably one of the biggest things we talk about.
3: Our problem, I feel like, is there's like all these goals, but like
1: we have to like push them
3: out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like all these things that we want to do and achieve. But okay, like
1: when we have to focus and prioritize. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah.
0: One of the one of the key aspects of that that's that's actually a really good point you bring up, because I think a lot of people can get let's just call it overwhelmed. Right. With like wanting to do these. And, And we talk about this in the pursuit of growth, too. It's like some people will say like, "Well, oh, there's just so much to do. And like, how do I prioritize? Like, like Greg mentioned there too. But I think a lot of the fun is in setting the goals and making the goals and creating the actions and habits and patterns that you're gonna use to get to that trip or get to that goal. Mm-hmm. So like planning a trip is so much fun because you get to like learn so much about where you're going and you get to learn about all the unique you know, food destinations or activities or whatever. So by the time you get there, I'm almost like, man, we didn't spend enough time here because I've already researched like everything there is to do. Or we get there and I'm like, yes, this is exactly what they said on this, on this magazine. Or yes, this is like perfect. This is exactly what I want to experience here uh, at this certain museum or whatever it may be. So I think too, like understanding that when you're planning something like that and you have to push out some of those goals, take that as a really fun opportunity to really like dive into that research and you'll you'll see that you're almost living vicariously through the research then when you get there oh, yeah. next reward
1: i had a boss once tell me he said the best part of going on a trip is planning the trip and mm-hmm. it goes right to what you said because that, that's where you start generating all that excitement and momentum and yeah. um re- really get the you know the, the passion for what you're going to go and experience so i 100 percent agree but yeah. I think we've got a lot of really cool relationship goals ahead and we got a lot of work ahead of us, but I got a, I got a random,
0: random question for you. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't know about this one because I just came up with it, but what is your take on going back to locations? I am of the elk of, I like to experience new places. So I don't really like going back to old places. I don't like rewatching movies for the most part. I don't even like really like going to like set restaurants all the time. Like I like to switch things up and always try new, 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 new. What y'all's take on that?
3: I am in a hundred percent like alignment with you. Outside <laughs> of the fact that like my parents, you know, my dad lives in Florida. Right. And my sister lives in Denver. So I go back there, but even then.
1: So in my world, I'm like Denver, the beach, free stay at both places. <laughs> let's go back as much as we can, and they're awesome people, they're so much fun, like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like,
3: for restaurants, for me, I'm like, ooh, let's look, like, top ten in whatever this area is, like, whatever, and then...
1: Yeah, and I'm a hybrid, so if it's a good movie, I do enjoy watching the movie over and over and over again, but my preference is new. With restaurants, yes, I've got a handful of places that I'm like, we need to go back, because that place is fantastic, but I want to go new, new, new. And then, of course, with traveling, it's the same way. There's a handful of places like I haven't been able to go to Miami with Leah, but Miami is one of my favorite places that I've ever traveled to. And so I'm super excited to take her and go show her a lot of the places that I experienced. But even on a trip to Miami, I can go there and do 100 percent new things that I didn't explore the first you know, two times that I went there. So. Um so again I'm a hybrid of it but I mean for the most part I think what's exciting is, is new stuff.
0: My cheers. like those cities just like
2: new experiences in those places I guess. Yeah. See whereas I'm <laughs> as Sammy knows he I, when I find a place that I like I just I, I just want to keep going back cuz I know I, it. I know I like it. Let's just keep going but he's done he's done a good job of of pushing me kind of outside of that but I still fall back on He's like, hey, let's go eat somewhere. And I throw out my like two or three go-to places. And he's like, Cynthia. <laughs> he's yeah. like, how about we just like look up a place and go? <laughs> we
0: actually, I made it a rule one time that if we were going to go out to eat, it had to be at a new place. Like you could not go to the, to the same place we've been to before. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, it was pretty interesting because you're like, I don't know if this is going to be any good. Uh, but well, you i have relaxed know, a little right? bit on that.
1: I will share, and you guys know me, you know, I'm not afraid to go out and and have a drink or two and have a good time. In terms of like, especially when I was living downtown, in terms of like the local bars, I was very much like I had my two places. Oh, yeah. And that's all I would go to. And that that did, that was Cynthia. That was my happy place. Mm -hmm. I knew what to expect. They knew me. I knew them. We were good. Exactly. I feel you. All right. Well, at this point, this is Sammy again, where you and I are going to be a little bit nervous right now. So this is the bonus question. So of all the oh, core that's all values. all the we have for today. that's uh, We're done. We're <laughs> done. But we talked about all the core values um, throughout this show. The one that we're going to focus on now is trust. So Cynthia and Leah, we are trusting you by giving you the opportunity to ask Sammy and I anything you would like. So I'll let you get like a question
2: now? like for both of you or how does this work?
1: This is up to you. You can decide.
2: So I think that I, I'll start with I'll start with a question that um, I think it's just an interesting question. I'd like to ask Sammy. Um, so what would you say is something that people misunderstand about you?
0: i i think because i haven't done a peer 360 review to understand what all my friends think of me um it's probably all positive i would imagine of course um (laughs) yeah i think that i've heard from a few people and, and this resonated with me earlier when i thought about this is that a lot of people say like you do a lot of things right you're always how do you keep everything together like how do you keep so organized, or how are you so organized, or how do you do all the things that you do? And the answer is that there is a lot of, obviously a lot of planning. There's a lot of detail oriented. I mean, if there, my other monitor is right here, and so you can probably see, it like, here's a sticky, here's a sticky. There's sticky digital sticky notes all over, and I've got my journal that we talked about a while ago. But it's also I'm really good at compartmentalizing, and I'm also really good at say, I don't know. And I go ask for help when I need it. Um, and so I don't always have like the details down. I may not always do things right as well, but I also want people to know that like, just because you think someone's got it all together, doesn't mean they always do. So don't see that and aspire to be that when you gotta know there's a lot of other stuff going on all the time. And I've been guilty of being overcome with anxiety and, and, my dad told me, I'll never forget this. He goes, "You don't get nervous, you get anxious." And I was like, "Yeah, that is true. Like I will get pretty anxious on certain things. So I've had to combat that most of my life, but I don't share that a lot and I don't show that a lot because, again, play it cool. Don't let them see you sweat. Handle your business and work harder than anyone else and anyone else will. And like again, don't let them see you, you know. Don't let them see you sweat. And so um, that's probably what a lot of people don't know about me is that. There's a lot behind the scenes that I don't like to share, um, because I'm busy in the lab. Well, I guess in my in my <laughs> office here, my, my laboratory. Like the lab you got, Sammy. That's right. <laughs> so I hope that answered your question.
2: It did. Um. So, Greg. Yes, ma'am. How did you know, or? Yeah, how did you know Leah's your girl? How did you know she's the one? She's your your, your, prime, your prime lady friend.
0: Why are you talking
1: like that? Well, I, don't, I don't know that I can I answer with a specific um, moment, but I can answer the question. It was our second date and I've told her this. Um, so I may have been a little aggressive, but on our second date is when I actually kissed her outside of my apartment in Uptown Dallas. And I'll never forget after she's driving away and we had this really nice moment, I had a guy walk up to me and ask me if I wanted to buy cocaine from him. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I had to redirect him back to Deep Ellum and told him that he'd probably have good luck there. Um, but just tonight, my cocaine had just left me. So, uh, so I, was, I was good for the evening. But it was one of those, after the first date we had, I was just so like, wow. And the second date, I just had a really, really good feeling. And so I kind of knew then. And then the third date I actually just sealed it. Now, I didn't, I didn't play my hand too soon. So I kept, I kept it in, played it cool. But I definitely made sure that uh, at the end of every date, I made her commit to going out with me again. Um, so there would be no lag time, no opportunity for anybody else to step in. And so, uh, again, second date I knew, third date. The plan was already in place, and I was moving forward
0: on it. I like that. I like that true salesman tactic right there. Always be closing, right?
2: (laughs) Close the next deal. And I should mention that the second date, he
0: gave me socks. Gave me socks. The Vogel alcove socks.
1: Yes. So the story behind these aren't just socks. These are special socks that were designed by children (laughs) at Vogel alcove affected by homelessness that was used in a campaign by Dead Soxy, we'll have to tag them in this episode, um, that uh, raised money for the organization. And when I told her about it, she was like, oh my gosh, I would love to have some of those socks. So I was like, make that happen. So yes, I got her some socks and the next day, she sent me a nice picture of her wearing those socks with her feet cocked up on (laughs) her coffee table with her goal book going through it. Like. That's actually probably when I knew. When she was working on her goals in Vogel alcove socks, and she sent me a picture. You like, that's my girl. Uh, that's it. Uh, uh. What have I done?
2: Drop the mic.
1: Boom. Oh. All right, Ooh, Leah, your turn.
3: So my turn. Well, Cynthia's questions were much better, but mine is really important. OK. And for both of you at the same time. So uh, when do Cynthia and I take over the Posture Growth podcast?
1: Oh, I mean, don't y'all
3: need, we were all talking about like supporting each other, enjoying that time alone. Like now's the time y'all can go on vacation. Cynthia and I've got this. It's time
2: for y'all to go. All
0: right. So (laughs) editing schedule is up and I'll let y'all go ahead and take that from here. So as soon as (laughs) we're done, as soon as I hit stop, I'll let y'all take it from here.
1: (laughs) Got it. i tell you what, if you guys want to host a show and you guys want to get a guest to come on, I'm all for it. Oh, pressure okay right cynthia that's probably a question for you too i'm in you're in i got this my girl all right well stay tuned down the line the pursuit of growth show with leah and cynthia watch out Mm
0: -hmm. episode number what 7500 or so right We're we're on 36 so we got a little time So
2: episode 38 is what i'm hearing
0: yeah
1: i'm thinking you guys can get the kids on yeah
0: don't miss the publishing schedule that's all i
1: guess (laughs) (laughs) love it well sammy i think we actually succeeded and we survived the relationship episode of the pursuit of growth show so cynthia how do you feel you did oh gold all the way gold medal i agree leah how do you think you did uh, I think you guys were both outstanding. and like honestly, like this was really good for me to hear. like this was this was a cool episode, and I really appreciate you guys hopping on and being honest and transparent and sharing some really, really, I think good thoughts and and uh, some really key perspectives on the stuff that we talked about. This was really good.
0: I agree. I think it was fun. It was some trepidation for us as we first started this episode and like how mushier we're going to get, but I like how we turned it into the tactical, um, yeah. and, and we're able to provide some actions. And I really do want to know from uh, the listeners and the audience members, whatever that may be, like some of their answers to some of these questions. Cause I think there's a lot that everyone can learn from visiting and learning about other people's relationships. And I think it's unique. I don't think like, I would like to do this again, but just, us for over dinner and talk yeah. more about these kind of subjects because I think th- what an interesting dinner conversation that would be as well just like learning how you're succeeding in your relationship and what are some of the challenges you face because I don't think you get that a lot like you don't learn that when you're with other friends and, and family and stuff so yeah. I think it's really cool so I, I'm glad that you pushed us to do this I'm glad that you were had some questions prepared and, and helped us along the way maybe one day we'll get to the other questions that we eliminated from our uh from our SKU I think- yeah, what was this book? What was the book? Oh
3: my gosh, I can lay it out for you like it within five minutes.
0: Yeah,
1: so it, it's basically the, the five love languages. Yeah. And so it's it's based on like, what are the things that individuals that one, how do we prefer to express love and how do we prefer to, to receive it. love as well? And it's not like you have one of the five, you can have multiple at different phases, Yeah. but there's certain well, of the five, there's certain love languages that are kind of more your dominant is that correct? Well, is that it goes for like it?
3: friends and family, like everybody. Like it kind of tells you like how they want, how they usually, however you show something. Like if somebody naturally always is buying you gifts, typically their love language is going to be gift giving. So you have like gift giving, um, personal time,
1: personal time, words of affirmation, words of
3: affirmation, touch, touch, and um,
2: acts of service. Yeah.
3: Did we just seem really dorky just then?
2: Well, what is exactly the acts of service?
1: <laughs> so it's like like Sammy cleaning up dog shit. Um, that would be an act of service. Or is it an individual like
3: <laughs> doing
1: dishes, doing dishes, doing housework, finding out like maybe I love language. That's language uh, I'm although it work. was today. I do stuff. But- But I think what's important is,
2: yeah,
3: yeah,
1: in learning this stuff, like for instance, so do you wanna share what your two love languages are? Yeah,
3: so, and honestly, like mine have changed. So, like, used to previously, like mine would have been acts of service and quality time. Did we say that one? Yeah, and quality time. And now I feel like it's more shifted into quality time and touch, like physical touch.
1: So, I make sure that I spend a lot of time touching her.
2: i was gonna say that but i was like is that inappropriate for this show i was gonna be like so are you saying that you touch her a lot
1: appropriate touching like i'm doing right now let's just be let's just be obvious yes but like in all seriousness like to get away from the mushy side of things like but the reality is when you know these things it does help you realize okay if quality time is important for leah like i go out of my way to make sure that i'm there for dinner every night right or that on the weekends, I need to make sure that I'm spending time doing the right type of things. And if she knows for me that one of my uh, one of my love languages is words of affirmation, I just need her just to tell me like that she supports me and that like she's there for me and she's encouraging me because that's one of the things that kind of fuels me.
3: But it's even for like your kids, like Pierce is like words of affirmation and quality time, like all mm-hmm. the way, all the way. And so like, it goes into more, like my mom is gift giving. Like I can tell you like almost everybody that's in my like direct circle, like what theirs is and like how they yeah. receive.
1: So it, it really, love. Sammy, this will make sense to you. It's it's almost kind of like the Gallup strength finders or the disc right. profile where it just gives you kind of a, an insight into the individual and it kind of helps you understand, okay, this is how I should probably focus on how I act and behave and do different things with. So it's, it's an interesting book, so it could be something that it's we, really we short. look into. Yeah,
3: and it was by it's by a psychiatrist. Um, gosh, yeah,
1: yeah, but that's the, pretty cool. The the last thing that I'll mention um, as we wrap up is, you know, Sammy, you were talking about like getting together for dinner and going through these conversations. So one of the things that Leah and I um, through the church that we go through, we're going through a, a relationship kind of like uh, Bible study type thing. And they were talking about, like, Cynthia, how you mentioned it can be a challenge to go out and make time to go do dinner and those type of things. And then one of the feedback that they had that they received from a lot of people were, gosh, sometimes it feels like we go out to dinner and we don't even know what to talk about. Because it's like we either talk about the kids or we don't talk about anything at all. And so one of kind of the solutions that they talked about were like there's literally you can go online and there are like hundreds of websites where you can go and get fun, interesting, topical conversations. Go pull it up on your phone and just go down and just ask questions. And honestly, like the questions that we post today, those are all questions you could sit through and just talk through with your friends or with your significant other. And I don't know. I I think it's interesting conversation to have and what better time to do it than now, right?
2: Or you just Um, need an interesting date night scratch off because then you'll be having fun regardless.
1: Then you can do it all with a crazy accent.
3: I have other ones that I won't mention on Did you say, it kind of cut out, did you
2: say there's a family one too? There is, yeah. See, we're gonna get a family one, we're gonna get a couple one, and then we'll set specific frequencies at which we'll do both. Maybe it's one each month. That's that's on my list. That's my key takeaway from tonight.
1: Okay, well just promise me that you record a video of Sammy doing an accent at the three restaurants, please.
2: I don't know what kind of accent he would do though.
0: I don't know either. I guess we'll find out.
2: I mean, I know which I would do
0: <laughs> before her accident comes out. We're going to wrap up this show. This has been a great one, Greg. Uh, again, thanks Leah. Thanks Cynthia for joining us on the show. I hope you had fun. Now you know what we do every night when we're recording and having fun and talking about stuff. But Greg, I wanted to say, give uh, the audience the chance to go and check out our book, obviously. The Pursuit of Growth, you can find this on our website, livetpg.com or thepursuitofgrowth.com. You can go to our website, read our blog, see any episodes of this show. You can subscribe to our newsletter. You can buy the book. You can follow us on social media. There's all things there as the hub of all the information for The Pursuit of Growth. And brand new as of, what, the last month, we just started our brand new Facebook group and community in which we're inviting people to take part of. And that group is for really opportunities for people to go on there and uh encourage each other share their goals share their successes uh share their challenges and support each other as we're all living the life of pursuing growth so i think the group is up to well past probably almost 300 members now um and look forward to just growing it more and more and more and getting more people excited and interested about pursuing their growth their goals so greg take us away
1: man i think that's it and that's all ladies thank you so much for joining us sammy we'll do it again soon And with that, peace. Peace. Bye.